as you can hear from my voice right now, we're coming in clear, we're coming in stronger than we've ever had before. And that's thanks to our community. Uh, you know, stay tuned, be in the scene. There may be a Ghost in the Scene streaming service standalone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously big term would be to get everyone on this so we can talk to each other, highly encrypted, paranormal encrypted messaging. Uh, so being the scene for that, um, obviously this is, these are future plans and we're putting this out there. Engineers, if you are experts in paranormal, uh, data engineering, uh, please send us your resumes. We are mm -hmm. going through many, many piles of them at the moment. And we'd like to welcome everybody to another week of Ghost in the Scene. I'm your host, Gio. I'm with my co-host, Rob. How are you, Rob? Hey, everyone. Um... You know, I want to start off with saying that we, I think we missed a hot potato last, last week um, the, with the Toy Story um, because we, we, act, we forgot to mention that Mr. Potato Head, Don Rickles, is a ghost. Oh, did my God. That? No, we did not. He's, he's a ghost. He's been a ghost since 2017, y'all. That has been longer than the time they've been making this movie. So what did the mouse do? They went down to their vault. They roused Don from the dead. He said, no, I'm not going to record any more of my voice. I'm a ghost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, proud on him for that. But what do they do? They take his pre-recordings when he was previously alive, and they stitch together word by mm -hmm. word a Frankenstein. As if, imagine, like a true Mr. Potato Head. They have the eyes, they have the nose, and they're just putting, plugging it in, one by one, to they, make a whole potato head. Frankenstein him. I can't believe they did that to Don Rickles. And we, and uh, you know, I apologize, uh, fans and everybody, we totally dropped the ball. We missed that hot potato. And I, I want to personally apologize also to Don. Um, thank you for your bravery, and I'm sorry that we couldn't, save you from disney you know as much as we try and as much as we think that we have influence over these kind of things there are just some things that are you know so nefarious they just go right under our noses and you know i need to blow my nose more i, I need to go on to claritin some kind of um, antihistamine because i'm we're missing too many of these you know so i apologize so uh, this week you were in hollywood I mean, not not only seven days ago, I I was privileged to have uh, Rob come down, and in the belly of the beast. Now we didn't do any recordings because the FBI, the CIA, I mean, every every wire we had was red hot, so we we had no chance to record. But we spent the the couple days together. We we saw Los Angeles, and um, let me tell you. The insights that you get from being with another paranormal investigator when you're one-on-one -on -one and, and you're able to kind of assess from the ground, from the streets, I mean, this is what a street team is, is all about. And so this is the power of friendship and the power of, of travel, and I'm just very grateful that you got to come down and, and have a symposium. And maybe next time we will try to live stream a symposium with us together, but like I said, it was just way too much for the first time. The FBI and CIA, they were all over us. And big shout outs to the street team as well, uh, Taylor and Leon. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for being with us, keeping your good auras, your good energies with us. 
you know, keeping their eyes on the scene, you know, the more that there are out there, the more our energies will connect to each other and the stronger we'll be. So, you know, <clears throat> I'll have to say, you know, going through TSA, even I'm not leaving the state of California traveling, you know, to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And still, I feel the pressure. Like, I am not welcome. Like, I am a suspect. And you know that we're on all the lists as well. Mm -hmm. So and not the good ones, not the club lists, not the like honor roll lists. We're on the, the bad lists, the, the watch lists, like the uh, robo robo call list. And, you know, we had all these people, like you said, there's no TSA, there's no customs agents. And yet every other corner, people were asking us if we were carrying fruits, if we were carrying foreign objects and, you know, on the undercover side, not a lot of people can notice that, but, you know, thank, thankfully we had our street team with us and they were able to give us a buffer between us and, you know, the regular people on the street. So, um, once again, it's just the power of friendship, the power of unity. And of course, when you're in the belly of the beast, the eyes can't see you because you're in its stomach. So we kind of had the benefit of being so close to the ground, so close to the heart that the wild eyes that search out and, you know, try to find all of the, the good people in the world to destroy them, they were too far out and we were too close inside. So um, once again, we win, they lose, but the fight is not over. And so we have to keep on giving you guys the truth because that's the only way that we know how to win. And so we're going to keep on doing it. We have more investigations to get through. And in fact, this is a very news heavy week. There are lots of movie Hollywood news. There's also a lot of world news. And so let's just get right, right into it. Ghostbusters 2020. We've heard about this third sequel that was, you know, supposedly kind of teed up in 2016. And then it turns out it was a reboot, right? And then now it is a actual sequel, the third movie, a trilogy. And so this is basically, I don't want to say they kicked out the uh, 2016 Ghostbusters out of the canon, but it's more like they just kind of are ignoring what happened in 2016 and just coming out with a new reality. They're ghosting them. Whoa. Yeah. They're creating Ghostbuster ghosts. And that's something that I didn't really think about. So... They've created an entire team of Ghostbuster ghosts. And then they're going to Ghostbust those ghosts? Possibly. I'm not sure. But here's the thing about Ghostbusters. Uh, it was originally made in the 80s. And it was starring you know, Bill Murray, um, was it, uh, Ivan Reitman. And uh, he's sadly no longer with us, the, the, uh, the director, right? His son is directing the sequel. So we have a spiritual successor. We have the passing of the torch. We have what is old is new. I mean, this is 36 years in the making. 36. Think about and that. For all of the math heads that are out there already know what that means. Guys, right. that's three sixes. Three sixes, three plus six is nine. Six minus three. That's three. 
right? Nine threes. So how many is that of sixes? That's, I mean, that's at least 12, six, six, six right there. Wow. So this is not unplanned. They had this in mind. They tried to do something in 2016, also with numerology, but they flopped. Uh, I'm not sure um, who on the production side, because I'll say it, I watched the movie. I thought it was fine. There was um, a lot of ghost parodying going on, and we know that ghosts hate being made fun of. So I think the ghost community took it pretty harsh, and that's why it was so critically panned. And with the original Ghostbusters movies, what they did was it was interwoven facts in a comedy, which is not really what the 2016 version did. The 2016 version more took those facts and made fun of them. I mean, they forgot that this is, at its heart, a documentary film series. Exactly. And what they also forgot was to bring in the actual ghost consultants. Dan Aykroyd, I would say he is a paragon of paranormal research. He is an expert that is a king amongst men. And he took the liberty and he took the, I guess, the authority of the paranormal world and he added it. He took an entire avenue, a stream of ghosts, and directed it towards the movie. And because of that, we have a documentary that has lasted the test of time. And this is how we got our bearings in the paranormal world. We watched the movie as kids. We internalized it. And when I say we, I'm talking about people in the scene. A lot of people did. And all of this comes now 36, year, 36 years later. And we have the third documentary, right? The trilogy is complete. And we have some returning people, but we also have some new people. The new blood is what we're going to be talking about because we could go into Bill Murray, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the entire year to go into Bill Murray. He was in a Caddyshack. Obviously, that was about the Pope um, and the Dalai Lama and, and their religious war. So we can talk about a lot of these movies, a lot of these stars, but w when it comes down to it, their, their history is just too deep. And it, it, our format just doesn't really fit that because it's lightning fast. If we don't give you the news of the week, it will fly before us and we'll have another Don Rickles moment. And I don't want that to happen. So um, there's some new blood. Let, let's talk about the new blood. Um, so you know that Paul Rudd has joined the Ghostbusters 2020, right, Rob? Oh, do I? Yes. This was just recently announced with their, a whole cast of, of characters that we'll be getting into. But I think Paul Rudd is a very obvious choice. Well, I would say so as well, if only for the fact that Paul Rudd has a history, um, both in, in the sense of being in the movie and also um, in the sense that he is a phenomenon by his looks. People are confused. You look at a photo from 1996 when he was in Clueless or whatever movie he was, and you look at a photo of him now, and it's almost identical. So there is a lot of conspiracies out there that he has made some kind of deal, that he probably has some kind of uh, facial scrub that he uses. And 
as far as what he uses, it's being kept under wraps. We're, we're not sure what it is, but he has secrets. This is a man that has many secrets, and he's been in many movies. So Paul Rudd is going to be the hot new star in this, uh, in the final trilogy, the, the final movie of this trilogy. And if you think that, you know, he's like a weird choice, like, you know, he's a comedian, you kind of have to look into his past to see that not all of his movies were just pure comedy. That, in fact, there was a movie that he made in 2008 that is a paranormal romance comedy, and it's called Over Her Dead Body. Um, starring Eva Longoria, Paul Rudd, Lake Bell, and Jason Biggs. So um, the idea that Paul Rudd is, is is a strange pick only comes to people that are amateurs, only comes to people that don't know what they're talking about. And, and I hate to be that kind of critical, but frankly, Paul Rudd has been in the scene for longer than probably we have, if I'm being honest. And that's why they chose him. Who knows how long? Because, as we said, he's ageless. He's so, got some of that some of that Keanu vibe to him too. You know, he's peaceful. He the uh, Nick Cage kind of vibe. You know, there, there's a lot of actors that have this. They have this. Oh, there's there's there's, there's a. Oh, do you man, hear that? I hear that. Is is Paul Rudd giving us I a call? I think Paul Rudd's trying to call me right now. Okay. I gotta see if I can, Paul. Patch him through. Hello, Paul. Oh my God, I can hear him. Okay, so guys, um, I don't think Paul is is, is attached to to the mics, but um, yeah, no. Paul Paul Red, go go ahead. Hold on, hold on. Um, podcasters, just just give us a second to talk to Paul. Um, so Paul, what is it that you wanted to tell us that we are either wrong or right about? Oh. Oh my God. Um, and can we can we say this on on air? You're giving us you're giving us permission. Okay, but you don't want to say it yourself. That's you're muting yourself. Right? Yeah, we get it. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Hollywood man, we get it. Thank you so much, Paul. We didn't even know that you listened. He's, you're that much in the scene. Okay, well, I know you got to go. You're filming Ghostbusters, so um, thank you so much, and of course, stay in the scene, Paul. Wow, wow. Holy cow. So, we just got a live call from Paul Rudd, guys. That's big. That's pretty big. Considering the fact that we haven't even uploaded this podcast, he must be tuned into some kind of medium to be listening to us. And we know that some of you guys choose to do that. That's that's your, your mode of listening, is via medium or via psychic. And we appreciate that. Um, we, we also like, you know, the... Um, the likes and the hearts on, on on the social medias that's all that's also good but if you if you pay a psychic to, to listen to us that's also good so let's talk about what paul had to say so paul red calls in and he he tells us that we're on the right path but we don't have the whole truth and it's classic misdirection with the the hollywood tabloids you know Apparently, and this is from the horse's mouth, okay? Paul Rudd has not been added to Ghostbusters. He was in the original Ghostbusters. Now, you ask how, and I asked how, and he said simply, he said one word, reincarnation, baby. 
So we're going to have to see which of the characters Paul Rudd was. But if this is true, he's been a Ghostbuster this entire time. And what's even crazier is that we have... It was a, a side story that we were going to tell you. But now it makes so much more sense why the story played out the way it did. So why don't we talk a little bit about what Paul Rudd did this earlier of, in, in February? Because he actually kind of tipped his hand a little bit. I, I know he didn't want to tell us here and, and tell the world because he knew this would get out to the world. And I think he had tried to do this before, personally. So what I'm talking about is Paul Rudd joined a fundraiser in February called Ghost Stories 3, which was in New York, and it was started by um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Hilary Burton. And these are both um, actors famous in uh, television. And also famous for being in the scene, of course. Of course. I mean, they host something called Ghost Stories, and it is uh, a fundraiser for kids. But what's interesting is, first of all, it's uh, a fundraiser, so you have to pay a ticket to go see, which I don't think kids have money. So I don't, I don't see how, if it's for kids, why, why would you charge kids to go see it? So that's my first kind of question. But the other thing is, it's, they're fundraising for kids by telling ghost stories, telling their own personal ghost stories. And so they added Paul Rudd, and he goes and is going to tell his ghost story. That's that's kind of what, you know, you buy the ticket, you you listen to the, their testimonial, and hopefully, you know, you're allowed to take notes. I'm not sure if they do the thing where you have to put your phone in a bag and you can't use it. I'm not sure what they do. But what's interesting is this. The organizer, Hillary Burton, she joked, and this is, when I say a joke, it's, it's kind of where we talked about you have to understand the context because this is her quote, that Paul Rudd is not fun at all and that it'll probably be totally boring. So we have the, uh, the proprietor of this event basically telling people not to go see Paul Rudd speak. So why would they allow him to go and tell his ghost story and then deny him the ability to have people even go to see him. She calls him boring. She says it's not going to be interesting. And it's basically saying like, yeah, just don't even come. So why would they do that? Maybe he had too much truth, right? Something that was going to shock the world, some evidence of reincarnation. Uh, I wasn't there. I didn't pay $506 to see it. Rob, uh, did, did you go? I only had a $502 mm. and they wouldn't cut me a deal, even though I showed them my industry pass, my credentials. Mm. Uh, they're, they're being real sticklers about it. And, you know, I, I'm going to have to call Paul back after this call to, to talk to him more about how that went. Um, now that obviously now that we have each other's numbers. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I, for me, what is more important when we're talking about this event as well is they're calling it boring, you know, they're holding it back. But what they also aren't saying, and we were talking about misdirection at first, is that they rescheduled this whole event just for Paul Rudd as well. 
Oh like my they, God. They, they jump through all these hoops. It, you know, usually this happens in December. And actually, as we all know, December is, one, is the second scariest month of the year because it's the year's death month mm -hmm. uh, just behind October. Um, and, and they moved it to February. Moved it to February. And, okay, so what's interesting, and I, I talked about his previous experience as a paranormal investigator, and he released his uh, paranormal uh, rom-com on February 1st, 2008. And you said they actually postponed this. So I'm looking at the date. And it looks like this article was written February 1st, 2019. Wow. So you see there, they scheduled his talk on the anniversary of his paranormal movie releasing. What that says is he was going to say something catastrophic to the community. And for some reason, they probably wanted him to come on, and then when they heard his dry rehearsal, and they heard what he was going to say, they they couldn't cancel, right? Everyone already bought their ticket, who had already bought it, so they discouraged everybody else, right? And I'm sure they swore everybody in there to secrecy, and I'm just glad that they didn't take Paul Rudd's voice, and that we were able to hear him, and that he was able to tell us his story, because were it not for that call we would only know half truth and we would think about it as full truth. And I think that's the kind of thing that people get caught up in with the news. The news is told by a person, right? So a person tells you the news. The news just doesn't come via ghost. I mean, maybe it does and hopefully it does. It but, can't if you know how to find it. Right. But for the majority of the people that just aren't in the scene, they don't get their their news by you know via mediums or psychics. They get their news via news outlets, and those are people. And so people might not be giving giving you the entire truth, right? And I think the only place that you can really trust is ghosts in the scene. And I don't I don't want to toot our horn that loud, but we do a lot of really good research here. We give you every side possible. We give you you know from the ghost perspective, from the human perspective. And frankly, not other people do that kind of homework. Not not other investigators do this kind of work. So we're unique in this in this area. I mean, I was outside the event as well because obviously, if I don't get in, I don't give up. I had mm. surveys to hand out to the entire audience, but I don't know what kind of spell or what Paul said. But every single soul leaving that building was completely stupefied and mm. unable to speak or look at me at all or wow. have any interest in filling out my survey so um and you know me you know how i how i engage people on the street mm -hmm. uh, we're down in la we got so many surveys filled out uh that's never a problem uh something happened uh and we're still getting to the bottom of it and that's why you listen to us and trust us because you know that we don't quit we keep on pushing we keep on grinding and mm -hmm. find all the ghosts. That's right. We leave no shoe un uh, unturned. No shoe, no boots, um, nothing like that is ever left on the ground. We sweep it clean. We lick it it's, clean. It's just like the, the story about the old lady who lived in the shoe, you know? Exactly. It's just like the old lady in the shoe. 
and the shoe was a boot. And we can talk about what a boot is. Um, this I mean, is it's that. just boo with a t with a with a cross at the end of it. Exactly. And if we go back to our uh, episode on the Hollywoods of the world in India, one of the actors we talked about starred in a film called Boot about a ghost. And in fact, Boot was um, or is um, ghost in Indian or in, I think, Sanskrit. I'm sorry. What is it in? I mean, we, you, can, you can subscribe to our deep dives for, for all the definitions all the indexing because we understand like it comes the show comes at you fast and we don't mm -hmm. have time to pause and explain everything um, right so yeah please consult your mediums to for that special content and and of course we talk about the idea of the old lady in the shoe as the ultimate um analogy for us in a paranormal universe right and it is a story that is old but is a story that is uh, almost universal, right? There's always going to be an old lady in a shoe somewhere because at, at a certain point, everybody has shoes on, right? Even our, if you think about it, the skin on your foot is a shoe. That's also a shoe. And so we are all old ladies in, in the shoe. And we can talk about boo and ghosts and just how everything's connected. All of our old episodes, you can listen to them as you're listening to this one, and you'll find that we're just making connections like a spider web. It is, it is, it is very easy to get lost into the kind of things that we do. But suffice it to say that these ghosts and all of the Ghostbuster stories that Paul Rudd was going to be revealing that night were too hot for for a live audience. They were too hot for you to be let in, and Frankly, it was too hot for Paul Rudd to even be allowed to speak on our podcast, right? He censored himself because he knew the power of what he was going to say. So if, if it weren't for you and me who are just have, you know, steel ears that can handle anything, this truth would have never come to light. So I want to I shout out you and me just for being so strong in our ears and always lifting weights with our ears and that kind of thing. It, it's a rigorous process, but at the end of the day, results show and it's good to know that we have the strength to hold that information in our heads so let's get to the other the other new bloods of the ghostbusters because paul rudd i think we can safely say is on our side right uh, he, he is a expert he has some knowledge maybe maybe too much privileged knowledge he, he might be too deep but i think that's something for another day we could look to see the other information he has but there is there is some other people that are uh, have been added to this movie that are much younger, and we're talking about uh, Finn Wolfhard. Uh, if you've seen Stranger Things, he's the the skinny kid with the dark hair, and not the skinny kid with the blonde hair. And I think his name is Mike, uh, Michael, like also the Archangel Michael. So there's some definitely religious aspects to Stranger Things, and I think. That might have been the title for the Bible. Uh, the original working title for the Bible was Stranger Things. So there's a lot of biblical references in that. So Finn Wolfhard is joining the Ghostbusters 2020. Um, have you seen any any of Stranger Things, Rob? Do you know anything about him? 
you know, Stranger Things is one of those shows that is a little triggering for me of being in the ghost dimension mm. uh, and a potential portal. Uh, so I've been staying away from that um, particular aspects of things. But I know that, of course, they dressed up like the Ghostbusters. There's a lot of, uh, it almost seems like the show is a training ground for these children to to expose them to paranormal circumstances. And I could also say so about the other young talent that is attached to this project, McKenna Grace, uh, who is known in films like I, Tanya and also the Annabelle series. Oh my God. Wow, wow, wow. So these kids are being put through a rigorous training, a, a boot camp, and Think about what I just said. A boot camp. Boot is ghost. A ghost camp. Right? So what that means is that kids these days are being fed and also exposed to ghosts, paranormal happenings on the set, but also off the set. Right? Because they are actors at the end of the day so they're in hollywood they're they're seeing everything that you know brad pitt sees they're seeing everything that you know um javier bardem sees every day sean penn sees but then they're also children and so they watch tv they watch you know movies they consume stuff on on the internet and on youtube hopefully they listen to ghost in the scene but frankly they're being catered to in a way both as paranormal like experts and fighters, but also subject to paranormal experiments. The boot camp is a, a way to get them exposed, but how exposed are they? And and is it safe for these children to be exposed to ghosts at such an early age? Um, I think this is a debate that we can have that it, it will benefit these children because the Stranger Things kids, they've gone through a lot in the three or four years that they've been around. And it seems that they're all kind of expanding out from Stranger Things into other movies. We have Millie Bobby Brown. She was in Godzilla. And we've talked about Godzilla, right? The idea that there is a Godzilla. What about Satanzilla? For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. So that means there has to be a Satanzilla. And so there could be a sequel coming pretty soon with Millie Bobby Brown in Satanzilla. And that would just be an indication that, you know, these kids are being put through the paranormal ringer. And that's just two people, right? Finn Wolfhard and Millie Bobby Brown. But he was also, and this is kind of why we talk about how they wanted new blood into, this, into these movies, the Ghostbuster movies. But they didn't really stray far from the paranormal experts. Because Finn Wolfhard was in the It movies. The movie about the, the ghost scary killer clown. Finn Wolfhard is an expert in demon, in demonology. I mean, what is It but a demon, right? So we have this little boy already fighting with demons. Fighting with the things from the Upside Down and, and Stranger Things. But he also fought a demon clown. And one. And there's a whole generation. This is not specific to one actor uh, at all. You know, you can also look at the Kenneth Grace's 
you know, credits as well. And you see things such as a, uh, a cameo in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, oh. about a witch. You see her as young Theo in The Haunting of Hill House. Wow, 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 wow. So these kids are not just, you know, playing in paranormal experiences. They are living in some of the most highly charged paranormal uh, projects that are being created today. These are all Netflix shows for the most part as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so think the powers that are being, this is all, think fresh, think new, think, you know, ghosts that are being derived from the internet sources, from the portholes of your home, drawing on all those powers. And the idea of the stream, that it is a continuous stream of ghosts and water is one of the most paranormally charged thing elements that we have in the universe, in both universes. And we have holy water and unholy water, mm -hmm. right? Those are the two states of water. And then you have the three states of ice, steam, and water, right? That's three and two. That's five, right? Five different states of water. And then, there's, and then if you go to the paranormal dimension, that's the sixth. Six states of water that we have here. And these kids, they are being put into pools. They're being doused with sweat. It's fake sweat. And, and this is kind of where we're going to get into a little more paranormal stuff. Because it is actually not water that they are possibly putting on these kids. It is a buffer for them to, I would say, survive the traumatic experiences that they're going through. So what I'm talking about is ectoplasm, which is kind of a callback back to the original Ghostbusters and Dan Aykroyd giving us all of this information that we could use now, right? All these years later, we're still using the nuggets of truth that Aykroyd gave us, right? Seeds from Aykroyd are blooming in our brains. So we have him to thank and... All of the information points to the idea that these kids are covered in ectoplasm. And yeah, they make it look like it's sweat or some makeup and, you know, but in reality, it is a buffer so that they can communicate with ghosts and not come and, you know, uh, get tanned. Because when you're around ghosts too much, it's almost like being under a UV light and you become tanner, you know, um, it's, it's, you get freckles on your, on your hands and stuff. It's, it's very bad for your complexion and bad for the camera. And so they have to find a way to make it so that they can control their skin tone. And so they use makeup, they use different kinds of things. And all of this is a way to get them used to and comfortable around ghosts. That's a clear fact. So the idea that ect ectoplasm is being put into things that we don't know, right? There is no ectoplasm test. I haven't seen any kind of um, little pH tests for ectoplasm on anything. So when you're eating an apple and it has that film of wax, consider that that might be ectoplasm, right? Or when there's a saran wrap over, over some food, maybe, it's not saran wrap, you know? Maybe it's some kind of ectoplasm, sir, ectoplasm wrap or something like that. 
and look at the fine print. Look at all that kind of stuff because we don't know what we're buying. We never read the fine print, and we could be signing our our pens. The ink that we use could be black ectoplasm. So, I mean, I don't I don't know, and I have tons of pens. I have two, three pens right in front of me. For everybody in a podcast, I'm holding three pens. I'm not lying. And the fact that I don't know if my pens are haunted or not scares me because I could have a pen under my bed and that's what's been keeping me up at night. I don't even know. And the fact that you guys yourselves might have a pen in your pocket or a pen somewhere in your backpack, you could be haunting yourself using ectoplasm. And don't even get me started on the idea of tattoo ink as a possible ectoplasm. So, I mean, there is there is just too much for us to unpack on, on the subject of ectoplasm. And I think it's a, it's a very big hole that we could start digging ourselves. And we're going to need some help. We're going to need uh, a lot more hands to, to get this dirt out. But I think we're on the brink of a giant paranormal happening. All of this ectoplasm, not... I don't, I don't want to say corrupting yet because I don't know if it's exactly corrupting, but I'll say preparing, right? It is preparing. There is, there is some kind of preparation happening for us. Preparation ghost, right? So G-H-O-S-T, preparation G, preparation H, preparation O, preparation S, and preparation T. We, we, should, need, all. we need to take all of them. Any, any kind of salve. But I'd be careful because that also could be ectoplasm. So I'm going to spend the rest of the day reading all the labels, all the fine, fine uh, little small things on everything because I don't trust a single thing anymore. Um, once again, I don't want to scare anybody, and I'm sorry if I did. I'm, uh, I know there's children, and Paul's still listening. I'm, I'm really sorry to scare you, Paul. But it's it's just something that we need to come to terms with that it actually might be in more places than we think and we're going to have to find out what it is i think what before we go what we should leave on which may sound more direct is that this is what you were saying Joe. this is a preparation there is something happening there is a reason why we are being covered in ectoplasm there's a reason why we're seeing more ghosts there's a reason why there's going to be a new Ghostbusters 36 years after they started in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be going deeper into all this, folks, but we just wanted just to get you into the right wavelength that there is going to be more ghosts than ever. I mean, this is something that is not new that we've been speaking about, but... I think we can frame it a little bit more clearly as we head into 2020 as a year that could potentially has the potential to go ghost. Yes. And we may very well all be going ghost on January 1st, 2020. I don't know, but all I know is this, we have to watch out for our kids. Okay. This is something that we are doing to the children, the famous celebrity children of the world. And nobody has the right idea that these are people. These are, these are real, real life people. They're going to become adults someday. And we are doing a lot to them. We're putting them through a lot. And the fact that they 
might possibly be kind of in this gray area between, you know, being so well known that you're idolized and yet so young that you're victimized by the people that should be taking care of you, right? Directors, uh, Hollywood people, they all seem to benefit from child actors, from, from the, the young and famous, but they don't seem to take their well-being in mind. Putting ectoplasm all over a child is not safe. It's untested. We don't know what it can do. And the fact that we're just doing this and we're putting it on film, it's, it's a little sick. It makes me a little sick. To, and and I, I don't know if these are going to be paranormally expert children. I don't know if they're going to be prodigies. I hope they are. I hope they benefit from this and find a way to rise above all of this. But we are putting them under so much pressure to become these paranormal experts that I, no one's like me and Rob. Rob and I are, you know, we're, we're diamonds in the rough. And these, these kids, they are getting force-fed all these kinds of paranormal happenings and activities. And we don't, their, their stomachs might be full, full of ghosts. I mean, Gio, your, your dog is going crazy as you're talking about all of this. So mm -hmm. you're obviously speaking on some very, you know, powerful spiritual energies. I'd say we've had the privilege to come into spirituality on our own terms and ways that we could do so safely, ways that the spirits have also seeked us out. And we are able to understand those signs as well. You know, the spiritual realm is something that is always trying to communicate with all of us. And whether we're receptive to it or not is also part of our choices. Uh, but the, again, yeah, the idea of including that into a Hollywood machine, including that into other people's motives is not a safe way to introduce children. And not to say that it can't be done, but what we're seeing is that it's been done very irresponsibly. And in certain occasions, you know, this is children of, that, of any field of entertainment mm -hmm. uh, have been horribly abused. And... Uh, by people that are looking them to looking for them to harvest some sort of energy through their youth, and uh, it's a practice that really needs to end. And I think you know the fact that we're giving voice to this right now is hopefully going to change some some minds, change some ideas, or at least change some approaches. Uh, and you know, be prepared. I think that's that's what. It is always coming down to um, being in the scene, everybody. Yeah. Stay in the scene, everybody. I want you guys to have a safe, safe week. Um, next week, we are going to be discussing one story of a child star that had um, everything going for him and everything was skewed for him. Now, um, we'll get to who it is. Um, next week, but I just want you to think about the idea that as a child, one of his lines, his famous lines was, I see dead people. So think about that. Think about what that did to him. And we're going to, and do your own investigation, but listen to us next week because we're going to give you the full investigation on, on, on this actor. So until next week, stay in the scene, guys.
Keep your eyes on the screen, everybody. The signs are everywhere around you. Um, let us know. We are accepting applications for engineers. If you want to help us build our ghost free, our audio sage for all to access, you know, we, we say that this podcast is audio sage. We want to use that technology so we can all communicate with each other uh, with this audio sage ghost free so we can have that peace of mind. So we're, we're looking forward for that journey to, to finding you out there uh, to make this a more spiritually friendlier place for us all. Wow. Thank you so much. And take care, guys. We love you.